0: This is Valerie Aiello, and you're listening to Idea Diary. Thanks for coming back to my office and hanging out. Alright, so there was a interview that I listened to today that was really good. It was Patrick Bet David and Donald Miller. I felt like there was two really great things that came out of it that I wrote down. And this guy, Donald Miller, I've never heard of him before. And he has a book called Building a Story Brand. I couldn't pinpoint exactly what he was. It seems like he was an author that turned into a business. Maybe it was like a a branded marketing story writer business, kind of helping brands define themselves and... So, um, a couple of things that he said, I just kind of wrote them down, and I'll link the original interview in the description of the show, but just some quick cliff notes of it. It's a full hour, so if you don't feel like watching it, this was just uh, some things that I thought were pretty good. So he said that people don't buy the best product, usually they buy the product that they understand the fastest. So I thought that was pretty insightful. You know, I guess it is true when you're shopping anything, you know, if something has great packaging and it's really easy to understand or their website's really clear and you know exactly what you're getting for the price... Um, I could definitely see that being something that sells a product faster is just being able to understand it really fast over maybe something that is more higher quality or it's better. And they have to do a lot more research to figure out that this other product is actually better than this one. So sometimes people just want things fast. A lot of times they just want things fast and they'll just, Get something to get something. Just kind of his process of building companies and building products and suggesting how other people should do it. Um, he talks about the four Ps, which are product, people, process, and positioning. And he said the companies and businesses that get the positioning part correct, they're the ones who win over, you know, their competitors. I guess. And he talks about hiring people through this interview. I don't really want to hire people. Usually if there's something that I need, I like to hire people that, to do that particular thing. So um, he talks about hiring people that are better at stuff that you aren't good at so hiring your shortcomings and he also talks about hiring to duplicate yourself which which I really am starting to understand that if not all businesses but uh, really successful businesses you should be able to take a week off take a month off try six weeks off, try three months off. If you're able to leave that business for long periods of time, then uh, you've really designed your business really well so that you aren't the highest priority. So doing client work, what I was doing before, if I wasn't working, then I wasn't making money. So that is the kind of thing I'm trying to get away from. And not that I don't ever want employees but if there's something that I don't know how to do well, which is accounting or some sort of uh, needing a lawyer for a certain reason, I like to hire that out, you know, than then having the stress that comes along with having employees. I kind of just like to, um, you know, hire people that have the business and I pay for them to do what I need and move on. So it's not that I never want employees, I just really like the freedom and not having that responsibility because you can still make money without having employees. So it's just something that I prefer. I if there was a reason to have employees that I couldn't avoid, I wouldn't I wouldn't not do it. It is a scary thing, but it's not like a deal breaker. It's not something that not something that makes me frozen with fear or something. It's just one of those things. It's not really for me. So he talks about being a value-driven professional, and he kind of he quotes this guy named Andrew Grove from Intel, and he says, this other guy says, everyone is their own company. And I really like that. So that really just was like, that's it in my mind. Even if you have a job, you should be Thinking about yourself as valuable, so whatever your company is hiring you for, it's not just to um, collect a paycheck because something needs to be done. That is fine, but there's also the type of employee that's sitting at their job and thinking, how can I make the company more money? How can I be more valuable? And then hopefully getting raises based on how valuable or how much value you bring to the company. That's not to say every job needs to be like high stress and you have to do the best that you can all the time. Sometimes it is good to just have a job to relax and kind of just be there to do that particular thing because when you get off work, you need all your brain power for your own business. But in general, I think if everyone can think of themselves as their own company, whether you're getting a paycheck or you're getting client work I think that was just a really interesting way to put that. He talks about if you're an employee, see yourself as an investment as far as the company investing in you. And he talks about if, you, if someone hires you for something, you need to make sure that your product or your service really brings a return on investment. So if you're selling a $3,000 thing, make sure that they can get $30,000 off of whatever it is they hired you for, you know, it's just kind of like a, a metric that I thought that's pretty good. I always like to over deliver, like triple over deliver, like whatever the price it is that I've quoted and I'm giving them something. I always figure out a way to really like give a lot more than I originally quoted. And I, I kept it at the same price just because I wanted to go above and beyond every time. So, and that was just like an instinct, something that I had. And like no one, no one had taught me that. It was just something that felt really good whenever I was working on a project, especially if it was a big budget project. I always like to give a little bit extra at the end. I heard about this new job, customer service manager. So I guess that's the new IT job. So. Maybe 10 years ago, being a social media manager was the new it job. And now I guess the new it job is customer service or customer success manager, which means you are kind of hand holding the customer from like purchasing or maybe even before purchasing to using the product to having success. That's just kind of a new cool job to have. And he talks about hiring somebody that's kind of an execution executive. So one of his highest paid people in his company just makes sure that all departments are running well and meeting goals. And I just thought that's probably an old position or something, I guess, maybe back in the day, a president or a CEO or something like that. Somebody very high up would already do, but it feels like this is a new position. So I just wanted to. I just thought it was interesting, and I wanted to share it. So his um, execution executive, this job, make sure that every department has processes, and everyone is easily trainable and easily easily replaceable, whether or not they have to. Be replaced because they didn't do a good job, or they're being replaced because they're moving up in the company. Just making sure everything has processes and making sure every department has clear goals. And I guess they have weekly meetings and daily meetings. So having these speed check weekly meetings and then having meetings with each director. Of every department and making sure each manager has their five priorities and making sure each department has five priorities, and kind of going over what got done and going over what's in the way I know a lot of people hate meetings I love meetings as long as they are valuable but just kind of quick lists and worksheets and just a quick check-in I think kind of does keep things flowing. In a, some people need pressure to get things done. So they need some sort of like deadline and some people need time to get things done. So I feel like having weekly meetings with people, that does give you a good indicator if there are problems or just different managers and different departments working styles. Just in general, I just found this whole interview very interesting, so I just wanted to write it down and share it with you guys. One of the things that he talks about was he he realized when he was an employee that he had, um, what he really needed was clear job descriptions, clear objectives, and compensation based on performance. So now that He has his own company. He likes to, I guess, have those like three main goals for each employee and just, you know, I felt like that was pretty organized and well-defined and I definitely believe in compensation based on performance. I definitely believe in letting people choose their own work hours if it's possible. Sometimes when everyone's working together, everyone has to be awake at the same time, but if... There's any flexibility. I think letting people sleep in that need to sleep in, and maybe they like to have that noon to 8 p.m. shift, or some people wake up at 4 a.m. and they want to start working at 6 a.m., so letting them have that morning shift, and some people work better just working all nighters. I think giving people the ability to choose their own hours is huge. It's a luxury, possibly, but I feel like that just makes people feel really special and valued. Another thing, and this is the last thing that I just found, like that was pretty good. Was he talks about story? So because he's a, I guess he's a fiction writer and he writes nonfiction books. But um, one of the things he talks about is with every story, there's usually a victim. And there's a villain, and there's a hero, and there's a guide. So so G U I D E, like a, a wise man or woman, a guide. So he talks about um, when you're explaining your product or your service, and explaining what you do. You put, you need to put the buyer or the the clients as the hero. So when you're explaining what you do, you. Describe them as getting solving some problem that makes them the hero. And you're just the guide. So you don't want to make yourself the hero of your brand or your company story or your product story. You want to make the customer the hero of the story. And they're the big winner. And then you just you want to kind of position yourself as the guide. So... That was just kind of a little aha thing for me because I think a lot of people, when they're trying to sell their thing, they're they're trying to make it seem like they're the hero and they've got this thing and it's so wonderful and you need it too. But I think you need to kind of reframe that in a way that it's this problem or this situation that they need your thing for is making them the hero and you're just kind of in the, the background of the story of you know, selling something or whatever it is, however you want to say it. I know people get like creeped out about selling and sales and they think that it's awful and cheesy and they feel like a, you know, cheesy car salesman. But selling, if your product's good, letting people know about it and them having like a lot of success with it or really enjoying it is actually a positive thing so and usually if your product's good and your copy is good and your positioning is good you don't really have to sell it hopefully they find it they love it they use it and they love it so anyways I guess that's today's show the interview with Donald Miller will be in the show description, and I'm going to listen to the audiobook of this. So, I don't think I'm going to check it out at the library. I'm just... They have the audiobook um, on Hoopla, so it's not very long. It's only five hours. So, I'm going to listen to the audiobook of Building a Story Brand, and hopefully give you guys a review and just... I have a feeling that it might be good so i'm gonna listen and hopefully report back anyways that's the show i still don't know how to end the show so i'm just gonna play the music